This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 88. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. First of all, before we jump into our normal programming, I wanted to invite you to the unconventional book club that I'm hosting that's live. We will actually see each other's faces. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. So I would love, love, love for my listeners here at the podcast who like the concept of the Live Life Happy podcast because chances are you love to learn. And so what I do is I host monthly book clubs online through Zoom, and I host it the last Monday of every month, and that's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I would so love to see your faces and like have you come and join us for these book clubs. So it's the same concept. So basically you vote on a book that you would like that's related to self-health, well-being, positive psychology. And then what I do is I explain the key concepts and the learning opportunities within the book. So you can show up to this book club, whether you've read the book or whether you have not read the book, either way, you're going to have huge potential for learning. And then what we do is we do fun, creative, interactive, lively discussions. And we also have breakout sessions and it's just so much fun. So I hope you can come and and help. And I want to help you turn knowledge into action and All you have to do is simply show up. No pressure, no need to read, unless you want to, of course. Head over to my website at andreaseidel.com slash book club, or just click on the book club link and you can register there. Okay. I hope to see you. I can't wait to see you. It'll be so much fun. All right, let's jump into our normal programming. So the book that I highlighted this week is such a great book. I don't know about you, but do you love to move? And when you're you know, feeling agitated, if you go out for a quick jog or you just like, you know, go into a boxing class or a fitness class, you feel so much better after. Go for a brisk walk. It's almost amazing how intuitively our body really does desire movement. So the book that I highlighted this week is called The Joy of Movement by Kelly McGonigal. And it's all about how exercise helps us find happiness, hope, connection, and courage. And it really does take our perspective on exercise and movement in a whole new place. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh gosh, not another book telling us that we need to exercise, that's not what this is. This book is all about the joy of movement and how movement can have a really, really positive impact on our lives, how movement can actually help us find more happiness and can actually help us increase our level of hope. It can also increase our connection to other people and the community and the people around us. It can also encourage us and help us to have more courage, right? So basically this book set out to 
allowing us to rethink why movement matters. And also, the joy of movement really does illuminate why we feel most alive when we're in motion and how exercise really does build these wonderful social connections, both, you know, when we're working out and any hours of the day when we're not, when we're moving, it has a positive impact on us on so many levels. So Kelly McGonigal, she really did, um, tap into this profound joy of movement and how it can help us on so many levels. So the question of how physical activity contributes to human happiness is the central focus of this book. The psychological effects of movement, they cannot be just reduced to endorphin rushes. You know, you've heard that runner's high, you go out and you, you know, you run and you've got this runner's high or that, you know, exercise releases endorphins. So that's why we get this rush, but there's actually so much more to it than that. And that's what she talks about within her book. And she really does teach us that physical activity influences us in so many other ways. It affects our brain chemicals. It really does affect our levels of energy. It affects us to allows us to alleviate worry. It allows us to alleviate stress or minimize it or decrease it. It also increases our opportunity to bond with other people. Now, if that's not enough, there's even more wonderful, amazing benefits to movement. And that also is that it reduces inflammation in the brain. It really does help us to to, it protects us actually against depression and anxiety and loneliness. And these aren't just claims. These are actual scientific studies that have shown the power of movement. And that's what I love about her book is she really does pull in the science that really does back and reinforce the power and the joy that movement can bring to our lives. So that's it. We're going to jump right into this book. Okay. So this book is great. It's called The Joy of Movement by Kelly McGonigal. And it's, it's how exercise helps us find happiness, hope, connection, and courage. That's the full title of the book. So she talks all about the persistent high. So movement really does give us a boost. And every time we move into human, into movement rather, we are boosting ourselves up. So it's really important for human beings. We're really hardwired to take pleasure in activities and we're hardwired. Our our bodies and minds are hardwired to move and to have movement. And what it does is it really does enhance our mental state so that it could, because it helps us survive. So, you know, if you think way back in, um, our brains are basically hardwired, our mammalian brains are for hunt, like for survival, right? We, we would run away from the tiger. We, our bodies and brains are wired for movement and it makes us feel like we are trying to survive. So physical activity is so essential, whether that be exercise, whether that be, you know, competition, whether that be exploration, like going for a hike or it, you know, it really does make us feel happier and it stimulates that natural instinct that we have hardwired into our beings that we are meant to move. And so it's part of our brain's way of rewarding us. Um, and so, and, and making us like, you know, helping us survive is we're meant to take pleasure in exercise and movement. Now I'm going to refer 
reframe from using that word exercise because a lot of people, I guess they have this like negative association with exercise. So I love the way she put it in her book is she really just referred to it as any sort of form of movement. It doesn't have to be, you know, going to the gym and doing a group exercise class, although that's super awesome, but it is other things too. It's finding the joy in movement, period. So the neurological state that makes running very gratifying, for example, it, it, what it does is that running originally served as a reward to keep like early humans hunting and gathering, and it kind of unlocked that. Um, and that's what the runner's high is all about, right? Is that it is the the best though? The science has shown is that moderate intensity is very effective for uh, getting that nice endorphin release. It's really important to our body feels like we're enhancing our survival, and that's what really the runner's high is all about is just that physical action of running itself. It doesn't have to be, you know, super intense running, but that persistent, um, action and movement is really, really effective for us. And it really does help us on so many levels, like regular exercises. So our, our inheritance, our human inheritance is, the ability to persist. So our bodies want to persist and survive. And one of the ways is through movement that we would persist and we would survive, right? If we persisted. So you can see how regular exercisers really do um, reap the benefit of this reward system. So our bodies naturally release endorphins and um, what she referred to in her book as endocannabinoids, um, they're released. They're like anti-inflammatories and and it, it has a whole chain reaction of all these fantastic neurochemicals that make us feel good. Also called the don't worry, be happy chemical. <laughs> I love the way she put that in her book. So neuroscientists have actually described these endocannabinoids as the don't worry, be happy chemicals that really give us our first clue that um, exercise is really good for us and that it's like it's being reinforced for our survival. So that's the bottom line, right? That's where it comes from is that we're meant to move. We're meant to enjoy um, being persistent and, and doing things and having like having activity in our life. So Think about it. Like, can you think of forms of movement that you really like and that you enjoy doing, or you know, things that make you feel good and that um, repeating it makes you feel good when you do it? So, any form of movement—it could be just walking, it could be hiking on a trail, it could be running through trails, uh, golfing. Like, think about any form of movement that actually makes you feel good. And and the bottom line is, is that. We are hardwired to feel like movement is rewarding. So that is good. So these don't worry, be happy chemicals, they really give us the first clue that we are exercise and movement is really what we are meant to do. And so areas of the brain that regulate the stress response, including the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, um, they're rich in receptors and endocannabinoids. So when endocannabinoids 
molecules are are like released, they help to reduce anxiety and they help to induce a state of contentment. And so what she was saying within this book is that endocannabinoids also increase dopamine in the brain, which is part of the reward system, which makes us, which fuels the feelings of that, of reward. And what happens is, is that these feelings that we feel optimistic and we feel good, and we have that overall sense of persistence and reward from exercising and from movement. So it's so essential that we really do move, right? Because not only does our body love it, it's supposed to move. It's also our brains are, we naturally have a reward system. So movement is rewarding in and of itself, but our, we also have um, a brain that is like, okay, keep doing this. And cause it's good for you. And it'll release all these hormones because your body and your brain, your brain wants you to think that movement is awesome, right? Because it's going to help you survive. So that is so neat. I love the way she put it within her book. And she did make a lot of references and parallels to addiction and how um, all addiction starts with this brain reward system. And um, But the idea she was making a parallel is that it's these this powerful neurochemical combination is what makes uh, exercise and movement really beneficial for us because we get all those wonderful brain chemicals released, right? So those those neurochemicals um, that are like dopamine and noradrenaline and endocannabinoids and endorphins, they're all released when we exercise. It's part of the, the, the reward system. And so it's, you know, it's a really wonderful way to harness that reward system. Our ability to learn from our experiences um, is really, really amazing. Okay. So what do you get excited to do? Like, what do you get excited to Experience. What form of movement can you get hooked on, and um, and also what sensations can you really relish? So when you're walking, can you notice how good it feels that the blood's flowing through your body? And you know when you're you're jogging, and I usually say to my clients after they've done a workout with me, I'll say like, think about how good you feel after. Like really tap into those wonderful good feelings. So movement itself is good for us, but the residual effect the reward system is tapped into from our movement. So that's why it's it, we actually can get hooked on movement and it's powerful because it's really good for us. Um, yeah, so that's 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 the first whole part of her book. And then she also talked about collective joy. So all about how human connection is very powerful. And in positive psychology, other people matter. That is the mantra of positive psychology. And human connection is really, really important. And I love the way she brought this into her book because if you think about it, when um, physical activity is most psychologically fulfilling, it's because we're participating with other people and we're meeting up with other people and we are letting ourselves witness, you know, the good in other people and the success in other people as well as ourselves. It's interactive and human beings have evolved as social creatures and we need one another to survive and science has confirmed this. So the collective joy is usually we come together um, to do things. I mean, I know my kids, they go mountain biking, they'll meet up with friends and they'll go mountain biking. So they're collectively enhancing their, 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 
their lives and their activity levels and their moving and their health, but they're also, there's something deeper to it than that. They're meeting up with friends and um, they go to bike races and all the friends meet there together and they see it's, it's so much more and it's very powerful that, that level of connection. So, and it's also collective action. Like they're all working together and, um, you know, having fun together and getting exercise together. And it's, it's moving in a community. And it also is a really nice indicator of where that you do belong. And, um, so there's a huge link between physical activity and social connections, and they offer a really compelling reason to exercise and be active. Think about going to a yoga studio, right? Like usually at first, you don't know anybody, but the more you go and you're regular, you, you develop friendships and you have connections. Um, it's really powerful, the collective joy of movement. And then she talked about um, music, the power of music. And she talked about how, and I bet you forgot about dancing as a wonderful form of movement, right? <laughs> I didn't. I love movement. I love dancing. I bust out into dance routines in my living room often. And the great news is that um, when we listen to music, we listen with our muscles. So the brain responds to music it enjoys with with a lot of powerful adrenaline, dopamine, and, and like an endorphin rush. And um, it's all really, really energizing. And it's really good because all these hormones also have known to re- alleviate pain. And they've also known that these hormones that are released, they have the capabilities of minimizing the effects of the stress response, calming down that stress response in the brain and and moving us more into a place of joy and into our prefrontal cortex. So this is huge, right? So when we listen to music, we listen to with our muscles. So sensation is beautiful, right? So it's amazing how music moves us, but we, when we move, like we, when we're moving, it also has an impact on us. So you can put some music on, right? So music has so much power. And, and what she talks about within her book is that music is one of the greatest, the greatest ways to encourage movement. Like we are, we, when we listen to music, our, our muscles want to go, right? We want to move. So the idea is that putting on a beautiful piece of music, um, it can really inspire you. It can really motivate you for more. And what happens is it creates what's called a positive feedback loop. And this accelerates and amplifies that joyous feelings because movement also sends feedback to your brain and encourages more of those fantastic neurochemicals to be released. So not only does music move us, the movement that we are doing when we listen to beautiful music that we inspires us, it also has that effect. So it's a double arrow. It's a double whammy. (laughs) So what are your powerful songs? Like what music energizes you? What, what is your happy song, right? Is it Bob Marley, Three Little Birds? Like what is it for you? And think about it and play it. I encourage you to put it on after this podcast and just bust out some movements to it. All right. So music is really energizing. It's an energizing force that allows us to feel. It allows us to express ourselves and allows us to connect. Think about going to a really powerful, you know, body pump class or something at the gym. And that music is so inspiring and it can actually push you to do more. 
Okay, so the next section of her book, which is my favorite section of her book, um, is all about movement, how it helps us to overcome obstacles. And it's not really what you think. So what happens is when we are trying something new or when we're moving into um, something like uh, trying new things or we're we're going in like one of these extreme uh, enduro races uh, or we're just like in a yoga class and we're trying a new head headstand that we've never tried before and then we get it, Um, you can see how it is really powerful movement and, and organized sports in building courage and building hope. And this is what I love about this section of her book because science has shown that human beings are able to, like we're storytellers, right? And so when we have some limiting beliefs or when we don't believe in ourselves as much um, or we have these stories, it's amazing how it can hold us back. And they're really deeply rooted, these stories usually. So what she's saying with in her book is that, you know what, whether you're plunging into a pool of muddy water or you're learning how to hold a headstand for the first time, or you're lifting more weight than you ever thought was possible, these physical accomplishments can really change how you think about yourself. And they, they really change what, how you think and what you think you're capable of. So we can't underestimate how significant all these breakthroughs can be in movement, right? Like think about a child learning how to ride a bike. That's incredible, right? They get so excited. I did it. And they're all excited. You can see them wiggling down the road and their confidence builds. So you can see how movement really does help us to overcome obstacles and to really foster courage and hope and a growth mindset, which is so powerful. So Often we are drawn to physical activity that really reveals a new side of ourselves that really helps us to move into our power and our brain. So what happens is, is we can really, as soon as we start like engaging these muscles, right? We start being what we quote unquote, like we move to the next level or we lift a heavier weight. What happens is, is our brain says things like, I am powerful or wow, I'm strong or, oh my gosh. I I can't believe I did that. It's really amazing because that shows you that wonderful power of physical activity. And it does reveal a strength that maybe we didn't even know existed in us. So movement can really encourage and teach us to, you know, recruit that um, neurobiology capacity. So we see ourselves as like, oh my gosh, I'm going to persist through pain and I'm going to persist through like, you know, failure and try again, because you know that you're striving and you know that you're persisting. And we know that our brains love that and that we're wired for more and challenge. So so neat, right? I love that part of her book. So you can think about, it doesn't have to be like crazy enduro sports. It could be things like activities like walking and hiking. Like maybe you walk a little further than you normally walk, or maybe you jog a a trail jog and when you, instead of hike normal hiking and you challenge yourself, you go a little harder, a little further every time, or, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be high intensity exercise, (laughs) um, to really know that you're pushing yourself. And they really talked about how 
Even like, for example, I just thought of karate, right? They move through the belt ranks and that's a huge sense of accomplishment. And it's like, okay, like maybe they don't pass one time or they don't get the flow of the routine proper. So then it teaches these children how to overcome obstacles and it really does develop courage and hope and tenacity. It teaches them that grit, right? Okay. So is there something or is there a voice in the side of your head that maybe you, you say, oh, I'm too old for that or I'm I'm too awkward. I'm too big. I don't think I can. I'm too weak. Tell me honestly if there's a voice that comes up. Okay. So I have a challenge for you. I would love it if you think of a, if you could think of a form of movement that you're willing to try, that you're willing that you could do to help you build courage and build your hope. And I challenge you to, and I would love to hear from you. You can always private message me to try that. The other last little part in her her book that she talked about, which is so powerful of the joy of movement is embracing life, right? Movement outside. So going out and she talked about the quote unquote green gym, like, you know, not lifting weights in the gym, but necessarily going out and being out in nature. And she talked about the power of what natural environments really do in, they instill a feeling of, um, Uh, you you have a natural kind of elevated perspective of hopefulness when you are in nature or when you're in beauty or natural environments or awe-inspiring views. They really do help us have a sense of being sheltered and protected and and it's very uh, powerful to move into nature. So have movement, moving in nature is very powerful. Any forms of movement could be on the paddleboard, you know, on the lake or whatever it is, canoeing. Um, and so, this book is so inspiring. I hope it really did inspire you to move more, like movement of any kind, any amount, in any way. It does, and it has shown to make us happier. So, movement it can be by yourself, it can be in a community. Um, it brings community when you you know meet up with friends or you have a group that you meet with. Uh, you can move in your home, you can move outdoors, all kinds of ways to move, right? And so here's your activity. Think about something that you've wanted to do for a while. So look at that goal and think about a goal that really lights you up. Think about doing something that when you complete it, you it will like provide you with an undeniable proof of both your progress and your potential. I love finding this thing, right? So think about something that's going to provide you proof of your progress and your potential. So it's tapping into, you know, that, that, uh, courage and that hope. So think of something that you've dreamed about doing, perhaps you've always, or something that you've always admired in somebody else, but you've been terrified to try. I would love, love, love to see if you could integrate some more of that movement into your life. And just because there's so many scientific reasons, uh, increasing our body loves movement. We're meant to do it. Um, we ha- It's part of our reward system because when our body's moving, uh, our brain wants to make sure we send the signal of pleasure because it, it's good for survival. And then also we can get hooked by movement. And then think about those things that, you know, if you're having troubles, perhaps getting movement, music is one of the great ways to help you move as well. And then thinking of things that you can try and you can challenge yourself and push yourself and really access that persistence and sense of accomplishment to help build your courage and hope. And then bottom line, getting out and connecting with others is a fantastic way 
to increase that wonderful collective joy. So that's it, my friends, The Joy of Movement by Kelly McGonigal. I thought it was such an inspiring book. It kind of reminded me to think about, you know, all those exercises or things that really I do take pleasure in. It's pushing me a little bit further than I normally would and see it have a sense of accomplishment. I know what I'm doing right now is I'm doing this burpee challenge. I know we hate burpees, right? Anyway, so what I'm doing is I started on June 1st, actually. So on June 1st, I did 10 burpees. And then on June 2nd, I did 10 burpees two times. And then on June 3rd, I did 10 burpees three times. And you can get the picture, right? This is what we're doing the whole entire month. So, oh my gosh, don't ask how I'm going to feel around 30. I'll keep you posted. But it is a way of pushing and challenging myself. So that's it, my friends. I hope you got a lot out of this. I know I did a nice reminder about all the benefits of movement and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And I hope you can pop over to my website at andreasidel.com and join me for that live book club. I'd love to have you. Okay. Talk to you soon. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidel.com where I take all these books. I highlight coach and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.